I just want this fucking ice pack in my back. Ice pack in my back. It's real cold. It's between my shoulder blades right now. Jelly. Feels so good. Jelly. Uh, your son, I needed to get an ice pack because your other son busted his face when I was watching him. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm a good babysitter. Oh, you're talking about this weekend. I yeah, was like, yeah. just now? No, I didn't no, no, hear no. anything. But he, I was like, oh, I'm going to grab an ice pack. And I had seen these ones before and I went to use it. And he goes, um, it might be a little bit dirty because I put it in my lunch. And I was just like, I'm well aware. <laughs> I was just thinking, these go in my son's lunch. <laughs> I'll wash them before. It was also the first thing that you said the first time we did it. You're like, it might be a little bit dirty. It goes in his lunch box. <laughs> I don't ever wash them. Oh, I just put granola straight on my back. Yeah. <laughs> I don't I'm care. Like, Fuck, it's too hot for that shit. <laughs> what is that? Peanut butter? <laughs> Who fucking cares? I'll I'll wash my back. Yeah. Probably. Mm, doubt it. If I can reach it, you know? Honestly. You got to have one of those, like, loofahs with yeah, a handle. A fucking rag on a stick. Ooh, that's <laughs> what I call you all the time. That's my oh, little that, rag on a stick. <laughs> that old thing. <laughs> Damn! What's going on, Erin? How's life? Life fucking sucks, man. It sure does. Everybody look at her left motherfucking eye. Everybody look at my left motherfucking eye. I flew too close to the fucking sun. You bitch Icarus. got... <laughs> you bitch got pink eye. <laughs> I thought I avoided it. I thought I was immune, maybe. I Ugh. thought I was a superhero. Human. I don't know. always think that. When anybody is sick around you and you don't get it, you're like, that's because I'm immune. I'm a superhero. That's I'm because amazing. I'm great. I know. I know. I hype myself up the best I can. And I did. And I was like, you're fine. Everything's fine. And then I woke up and I was like, uh-oh. I can only open one eye. Oh, no. What happened? <laughs> Your eye doesn't even look that bad compared to what you sent me. It looks like I got fucking punched in the, the eye. The first picture you sent me, I was like, this is not good. Girl, I, well, that's because they're both pink-eyed now. Because, okay, listen. Yeah. I got it in my right eye, not the one that I touched on the episode when we were in here. <laughs> and then uh, it ran its course and then it transferred over to my left eye because apparently I'm a dirty motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Ain't gotta wash those hands. Mm-hmm. I distinctly remember too, before I knew I had pink eye, I had like an eye booger and I wiped it out with my pinky nail. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, better check the other eye. And then as soon as I no. did it with the same nail, I was like, that was a bad idea. Oh, no. <laughs> That's probably pink eye goop. And I probably just put it into my other eye. You did. So I think that was the moment that it hit. But listen. This isn't my goddamn, but I also got it again. So I think you sure I think did. We're just passing it back and forth, and we know I'm nasty. So yeah, it's not yeah. that surprising. I mean, but I have learned through all of this that I don't get pink eye as bad as like the general population. Yeah, who knew? See, apparently you're a fucking superhuman. I guess, but my eye, like when I wake up in the morning, it's fucking crusted shut. It's yeah. disgusting. Yeah. But like it doesn't swell, it's just kind of red. And then like, because my right eye right now yeah. has got it. And it's just, like, red all over. Earlier today, I was like, fuck, my eye's red. Right now, I'm like, yeah, it's not that bad. Like, the eye drops must be working. Yeah, it's really but not that you, bad. you and, like, everybody else in my life, when they get pink eye, it's like, poof. Like, yeah. They it, look like you got pink eye. One of my eyes was open normally, and then I took a picture, and the other fucker was all little. And I was like, <laughs> oh, no, my little ass eye. And I kept talking shit about my little ass eye. And then now my other one has it, and this one hasn't gone to full fucking size yet. So now I just got two little ass eyes. Little squinty eyeballs. You can't see shit. Yeah, and then Brandon just keeps talking shit. Every oh, time no. I like look at him and say something, he squints one eye real hard, and he's like, <laughs> like, you fucking asshole. <laughs> see, I have the opposite problem, though, where I'm like, okay, but wait, I don't feel good like I think this is a cold or something yeah. I got aches and I'm not feeling great and everybody's like well it doesn't even look that bad and I'm like 
It yeah, feels like, bad, though. Something is wrong. Yeah. Not, like, I have a headache. And, like, if I get up to shower, all I want to do is lay down after. Oh, yeah. And, like, I'm super irritable. That could just be me on a Tuesday. But I'm pretty sure I'm fighting <laughs> off a cold. I mean, you probably are. Your fucking body's fighting off pink. Oh, no. That is so cold. Ow. Oh, okay. <laughs> How are you doing that without the napkin on there? I have no? the napkin on there. But I just know last time you didn't. You're like, I just oh. fucking put that shit right on my back. That's true. That's because it fell off, and I was like, mm, that's what happened to me just now. She's too lazy. She ain't going to do that. You just suck it up <sighs> like Buttercup. a goddamn mom, you know? <sighs> yeah. I was trying, and then it got a little too cold. A little too intense. It feels better up higher. Yeah, it feels good. Anyway, you want to hear my goddamn? Yes, I do. It should be that I have pink eye again, but it's not going to be that because this weekend all of our other halves went and played over the line on a little island out here called Fiesta Island. And let me just explain this island to you. It's small. It's nothing. Ma- it's connected to the mainland. It's not, it's not really an really island. An it's island. more like Fiesta Peninsula. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and there's one road in and it's the same road off. Like it does a giant loop around the island. Uh-huh. Well, my sweet ass was like, guess what? I'm going to treat you motherfuckers to the best day of your life. And I'm going to mm-hmm. drop you guys off in the RV and I'm going to pick you up in the RV because I have done over the line. And here's what your day is like. You're in the blistering sun all fucking day long and you just get smashed. And yep. it is so much fun. It's a giant party but like at the end of the day you're exhausted and i have had to hike off that fucking motherfucking island and i was trying to be all nice and i was like anyway i'll pick you guys up and lee was like that's gonna be a long wait in traffic i'm like i don't care i'll wait an hour in traffic to get you guys like that's my kind yeah so kind because i've done it before and also half the motherfuckers on this rv have picked my drunk ass up so many motherfucking times so it's something i wanted to do for them yeah I knew it was going to be trafficy. whatever. No, 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 no. Well, it turns out after COVID, all the fucking regular rules. I haven't been there since COVID. By the way, I haven't been since my kids have been born. So like fucking seven years. I've never been. It's Everyone so that I've fun. dated has gone and been like a fucking member or whatever. Yeah. And I, every time they're like, it's boys only. And I'm like, I get it. Oh, I fucking tag along. Like, <laughs> Come in. Anyway, give me the beer. But you know me. I'm always I don't want to be in the sun all day. That sounds terrible. You, I was like, you just I'll get s- a big hat. I'll sit at home. I don't like hats. Listen, uh, it's okay. their it's their party. It's not yeah. mine. I fucking love it. In fact, next year I'm like, I'm going. <laughs> I've set out too many years. Anyway, so uh, yeah, so I'm gonna pick them up. Well, my ass in the RV. First of all, it's small. It's not like a giant RV, which is why I like it because I feel confident enough to drive it. So yeah. driving them there was not a big thing. Driving to pick them up. I'm assuming because of traffic that my Google Maps took me a different way to get me there quicker. But it was tiny motherfucking beach streets Mm. with other RVs parked on it. So, like, not big enough for me to drive down. Yeah. I was white knuckling that bitch the whole way. And the whole time, Lee is calling me. He's smashed. And he's calling me, like, every five seconds to be like, where are you at? And I'm like, yeah, I'm in traffic trying to get on the island. But also, you got to stop calling me because, like, I'm trying to figure out where the fuck I am. I'm kind of stressed and trying to look at my phone. I don't want to hit this rv next to me yeah yeah Yeah. exactly and so he's like send me your location and i'm like there's no point (laughs) like i i will come to you but anyway so we're dealing with all that and so i'm kind of getting annoyed because lee's trying to be nice but like he's also drunk and i'm stressed so i'm like all right just stop fucking calling me yeah leave me alone let me get to a place where i know where i am and then i'll call you and let you know and so he's like why don't you park off the island and we'll come to you and I was like, at this point, it doesn't matter. Like, I'll just sit in the trap. The amount of time it'll take for you to walk to me is the same amount of time it'll probably take for me to get to you. Like, you can start walking towards me if you want. But, like, 
It's not a thing. I'm not going to sit here and just wait. I'd rather be driving towards you. Yeah. And I was trying to pick them up on the island, right? And I, like I said, I've taken that walk. It's like a fucking two-mile hike in the desert. You know? Yeah. Like it's a, and you're drunk? Oh, yeah. my God. That sucks. It's a nightmare. So he kept asking me, like, do you want us to walk towards you? And I was like, that is a you decision. Like, you can. You'll get to me sooner. But I'm on this one road. I yeah. have to take the whole road. Yeah. It's up to you guys. So after a little bit, probably like 30 minutes, I'm, like, on the island, but just the entry of the island. And I'm like, why haven't I moved in 30 minutes? Because it was just going slow, but all of a sudden it stopped. And I'm like, how come I haven't moved in 30 minutes? And then I look at my maps, you know, telling me how to get home. And it says it's going to take me an hour, two and a half hours to get home. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, no. This yeah. is really bad. This is worse than oh, an Oh, we've hour. made a mistake. Yeah, and you can't turn around. Yeah. I could barely fit the RV on this little one-lane road. Oh, like, you God. can't. It's a one-way Yeah, road. You drive around the island yeah. to get off the island. And it's bumper to fucking bumper. And we are stopped. And I'm at a quarter of a tank. And I'm like, ah, I didn't plan for any of this shit. I was thinking we were just going to mosey through. And sure, it'll take for fucking ever. But, like, at least I'll be moving. Yeah. Dead fucking stop. And Lee keeps calling. Like, do you want me to walk towards you? I'm like, you can. I'm just sitting here. Like, it's up to you guys. Yeah. And I'm getting annoyed at this point. Like, stop fucking calling me and asking me. Because every time he'd call, he'd be like, how's it going? And I'm like, yeah, same I'm in the same motherfucking spot I was five minutes ago. There's still a car in front of me and behind me. And my engine is off. And everybody was being a dick, too. Like, everybody driving. Yeah. And anyway, yeah. So I was already annoyed. And I was sober. And my whole thing was, like, I ordered them food so that when they got back to the house, they would have a fucking feast to enjoy. And I was hungry when I left because I was like, I'll be back in, like, an hour. I'll be okay. Yeah. But I did grab some snacks. So thank God for that. Because we were stuck on the island for five fucking hours. Five fucking hours. Turned the engine off and just fucking sat there. Thank God, though, because we had a bathroom and everything. Yeah. And, like, some of the guys were laying down in the back. And then somebody walked to the liquor store and got more booze. So <laughs> it was like a party, except for I couldn't party because I was technically the driver. Yeah. But hindsight, I could have... I could have got high and sobered up in that time. Yeah, but you didn't know when it was going to no. move, so it sucks. And you're it like... kept moving forward, like, every hour you'd move, like, a car length or something. And oh if you God. didn't start, because I had to turn off the engine because I didn't have enough gas. Yeah. If you didn't start the engine and pull forward, somebody would drive up on the sand and take your fucking spot. Like, it was <laughs> so dumb. So dumb. Okay, so here's the thing, right? Uh -huh. The whole time... Uh, Lee is like apologizing profusely and I'm like it's not your fault I made this decision yeah. but we're gonna make lemons out of lemonade I'm happy to be chilling with you guys let's have a party let's make it fun I'll be your driver I'm always down for a good time you were watching my kids so I knew everybody was fine you knew the situation I was not stressed everything yeah. was fine I was kind of getting annoyed towards the end because all the guys kept trying to mansplain to me not all of them a couple of people tried to mansplain to me how to drive the RV and you're like, bitch, I got here. But they were drunk. Yeah. And they were trying to help. But also it was like, you fucking tried three times and three times I told you, like, I'm good. So, like, stop, you know? Yeah. Go sit in the back. Yeah. Go go get drunk. Which they would. Everything. It really wasn't that big of a deal. That was my biggest complaint, which yeah. wasn't even that big of a deal. Well, so, you're babysitting a bunch of men. Yeah. And um, it was quite entertaining. I bet. And like I said, I'm always down for a good time. I got to see a horse. Everything was great. Everything was, <laughs> I got to see tits. They were painted with a lot of flowers. They were good tits, bad body. Well, her body was nice. Her face was ratchet. But, like, you know, <laughs> that's what happens at Over the Line. <laughs> yeah, you never really see, like, a nice pair, right? Uh, well, they were a nice pair, just, like, you got to just see the tits, you know? Uh, yeah, okay. And Lee was like, were they good tits? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, maybe it was Brandon. He was like, were they fake tits, all sad? And I was like, yeah, 100%. <laughs> Nobody with natural tits is flashing everybody. <laughs> 
<laughs> Here you go. Look at my knees. <laughs> anyway, I digress. Okay, so everything's going fine. Whatever. Um, by the time we're on the freeway home, I'm over it. But we're almost home. Everything's yes. fine. I'm like, I'm gonna get so high. I'm gonna eat all that food that I bought. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. This can still be a great night, even though it's like 9:30 at night. Mm-hmm. And I left at three mm-hmm. <laughs> in the fucking afternoon. Yep. I'm pulling up to my house, and there's people getting picked up from my house. So some people are parked in the spot that I would park the RV. And Lee had mentioned it that he saw it on the ring. And there was a little part of me that was like, uh, we I should ask them to move their car. Cause like I'm not confident in parking this RV just anywhere. But like then I thought about my street. I'm like, I'm literally just gonna park in front of the neighbor's house. It'd be like parking in front of my house, except for they have to walk one house. Yeah, length. it's fine. It's not a big deal. So then I thought, eh, no, I'm not gonna say anything. And so I have my little plan and then I'm driving up and when I park in front of my house, it's kinda hard because there's two cars. So it's kinda like parallel parking the RV, but I'm exaggerating. It's really not that bad, but you have to pull forward, back up, pull forward, back up to get it right. Yeah. So as I'm pulling up to my neighbor's house, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to get up on the curb right now so that when I pull forward, I'm all, I don't have to back up and straighten anything out. Well, my fucking neighbor on the end of the street has a tree who has a massive branch that hangs out into the street, which I am not aware of because one, it's pitch black now. And I don't know if you've ever driven an RV, but you can't fucking see shit at night. Like even the lights are like, I think they're on, but like your sides... Because when you're driving the RV, you use the mirrors a lot to see if you're staying in the lines of the road. Because the RV is about the same size as the road. Yeah. So, like, it's a constant game of trying to stay in the lines. So you use those mirrors a lot. But at night, you can't fucking see anything. It's not like the ground is lit up for you. Yeah. So I couldn't see shit. So I didn't see this tree. And um, it's a high-profile vehicle. So sure is. A, any other vehicle, I would have been fine parking that motherfucker. But my ass was cruising through there, and I ripped the motherfucking awning off of the RV. Oh and it God. was the last two seconds of my entire fucking drive. I survived five hours of this goddamn torture. And in the last five seconds, I ripped the awning off the RV. And this is the same awning that my brother just ripped off and that we just repaired, like, not even a month ago. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And also, it scared me because it was, like, a loud boom. Yeah. And it shook the RV. And I was like, what the fuck? I've been so confident this whole time. Uh. And everybody's in the RV. And they're, see- you know, like, yeah. I'm over here like, I got this shit. <laughs> Don't worry. Fucking Hey, rip- guys. Sit oh in the back. God. I know what I'm doing. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then Armand was in the front seat and he jumped out first and looked at it and he goes. And I was like, oh, that's not good. That's not good. That's not good. And then I went out there. It was like you couldn't even open the door because the awning was like bent over the door. It's so bad. But anyway, it's fixed already. And the guy gave me a discount because I just got it. I fucking thought he would. And I was cracking jokes because you came out and I'm still in a good mood because I had just watched my kids and your kids. I ate a bunch of food that you ordered for us. I had snacks. I the kids are playing in the pool. I had a great day planned for us, didn't I? And I took advantage of it with our friend Nora. And I was like, this is great. I get to co-parent with her like yeah, we're having a good out. time yeah you were gonna be home in like an hour from when you left right I remember yeah. the last thing you said was I'm just gonna go now so I can get back sooner and we can enjoy the rest of our night and I was like bye <laughs> peace be with you fucking okay. famous last words famous right famous last words oh so my dumb. god and then you came up hot you came up so heated oh, you're like I, I just so ripped pissed. the fucking awning off I was so pissed and my dumb ass starts cracking jokes like <laughs> Maybe you'll get a punch card or like. I told the guy that too when I texted him. I was like, I'm going to need a punch card. <laughs> oh my God. In the moment, you were not having it. You were like, I'm I fucking think, pissed. I, I was like, I was trying so hard not to cry in front of everybody. I was like, I can't believe that just happened because I 
was emotionally done. Yeah. You know? You're exhausted. You had just spent five hours literally babysitting grown-ass I was not okay. No. (laughs) On top of, like, everything else that has happened in the last couple weeks, it's just been crazy. Yeah. And I just wanted a fucking chill day. And it's all my fault. Like, I offered all of this stuff. It's nobody's fault. When I first walked out of your house, the lady that was parked where you were going to park looks at me and goes, should I move it so that she can park here? And I was like, Oh, I think the damage is done. I think it's too late. Oh, my God. I felt so bad. So that was somebody's. That was one of our friend's moms. Yeah. And she uh, occasionally watches my child sometimes. (laughs) And so, like, she's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, my God. I was fucking few. I was cussing so bad. And then I saw her. Whatever. People that are sensitive about that can fucking deal. I know. Well, I saw her yesterday, actually, because I went to go pick up my kid and she was there. And I was like, I have to apologize because she's like super sweet. She's like a sweet church lady. Yeah. I was like causing up a fucking storm. I was like, I really have to apologize. I'm sorry. That was like really disrespectful. I didn't mean I was just furious and she was like I would have been saying worse (laughs) (laughs) good you apologize in the moment you're like I ripped the fucking RV off I'm sorry or the hunting off you're like I'm sorry to her and I was like why are you apologizing we're cussing I, I, my daddy and mommy raised me right. I, I guess. guess I don't fucking remember. It's like didn't. all I blacked out. <laughs> I was so, I haven't been that pissed in a very long time. I was fuming, and then ever since then I haven't been okay. <laughs> I think I had a mental breakdown. <laughs> Honestly, I lost my shit, and then every day after that I'm like, I just don't feel good. Yeah. I mean, it got fixed. They yeah. had fun. Your kids were safe. It just sucks for you. I felt so bad for you. I'm better now. Yeah. But that day I was like... Not having it. Mm-mm. I was pissed. We had saved you a plate. Like, we picked yeah. all the good pieces of chicken. We We're like, we made your plate first. We're like, oh, she's going to be so pumped when she gets back after this two hours. Because, like, wow, that's a long time to wait. <laughs> <laughs> then it was even longer. I'm like, do we put it in the fridge? <laughs> I know. She's going to get food. You know what happened to that plate, by the way? What? So I ate, like, half of it or whatever. Yeah. I was so pissed it was hard for me to eat. And I was so hungry, yeah. too. But I was so pissed it was hard for me to eat. And uh, Chip ate the <gasps> fucking plate. She got the best plate. She got the best plate. Oh, what a bitch. There was like four lumpia on there. Yeah. I had one. Oh, no. That's all we wanted was lumpia. I, that's all we wanted. It was like soggy and old anyway. Yeah, I know. We Listen, they were much fresh. better when they were fresh. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> so it's all okay now, but Jesus. Yeah. My God, what a rough well, day. Well, at least he gave you a discount. That's so kind. You know? Yeah. Wasn't oh. that impressive. The, the discount? It was 100 bucks off. Oh man. Shit's two grand, motherfuckers. God damn. Yeah. 100 bucks. Anyway. Fuck, I'm did you get a punch card? Dripping sweat. I am too. Uh, I got a lesson in high-profile vehicles, <laughs> so there's that. You know, listen, it's how you learn. It's how you learn, you know? And then my poor mom, I had to tell my mom, and I was so nervous to tell her. Why? But she took it really well. Because we just fixed it. Yeah. And she took it really well, but I do have to say, she messaged me like three times about it, asking if I had called the people yet. And I'm like, girl, it is Sunday. Yeah, right? It happened yesterday. And I literally reached out to them on Monday, and they came on Wednesday. Oh, they come to you? That's so cool. Yeah, it's super easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's just really really Anyway. Do you guys want to hear my story, my case this week? Because it's a fucking doozy and a long one. I sure do. buckle up. All right, so this week I am going to tell you about a semi-local case of Lydia Abrams. Okay, Lydia. I like that Lydia. I know, it always reminds me of Beetlejuice. Me too. So Lydia Abrams was born in 1955, and she was raised in San Diego. 
Cool. California. Good place to be. Right. For the majority of her life. Um, In 1984, she married a man by the name of Clem Abrams. Okay. And the couple had two children together. She had a son named Clinton and a daughter named Chrisera. Okay. So together, the couple made a great living in real estate, and they made an amazing life for their family in San Diego. Hell yeah. Especially in San Diego real estate. Right. Right. It turns out that Clem came from like a long line of architect people Hmm. or something like that. So they owned a lot of property in San Diego, and he inherited a lot, specifically in La Jolla. Oh, no big fucking deal. That's like our uh, fancy pants. That's like... The jewel. <laughs> As they say. <laughs> I think that the way that they made their money was a lot on, like, rent and stuff. Like, they would own the storefronts in La Jolla and shit. And God then, damn. Yeah. And then, because they built them. Yeah. And then they would rent them out to coffee shops or whatever. Yeah. And they have longtime patrons and they charge a lot of fucking money. So, there was an estate to be had. Okay. And they had a lovely life. So Lydia went by Dia by everybody. So uh-huh. I'll refer to her as Dia here on out. Here to forth. <laughs> Henceforth. <laughs> so Dia loved adventures and she was definitely like a nature gal. Mm-hmm. And she loved to go to national parks and take hikes and loved to travel. She was just full of life. Living the dream. Living the motherfucking dream. And then at some point, Dia and Clem get a divorce. I'm not sure when or where or how. Mm-hmm. Uh, or they get separated. There's something that goes down where they're not together in 2018. Because in 2018, Clem passes away. Okay. So when she when he passes away, Dia inherited the family's 117-acre ranch that was located in Mountain Center, California, which is about two hours outside of San Diego. Goddamn. Yeah, they had a lot of fucking property. And this property is like a dream. It's got tons of space for animals. It has a ton of streams that run through it. And Dia was absolutely in love with it because it combined her two favorite things, like nature and animals, right? Yeah. And owning property. Right? (laughs) Well, and I guess, okay, so here's the thing. And again, I'm probably going to butcher this, so I'm going to do the best that I can. But I think what happened was Clem had a trust. And when he passed away, so when he was alive, Dia would get, like, spousal support. After their divorce. So she would get like 15 grand every month. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So she was living off of that. It's the life I've been accustomed to. Exactly. And he had plenty of fucking money. So she got it. But then when he died, his trust went to the two kids and not to her because they had a prenup. Yeah. That basically said, when I die, you don't get shit. It goes to the kids. And so. Understandable. So he dies. She inherits the the property, but no longer gets her payments. And so she petitions to get her payments from her children, essentially, because she's like, I don't, I, this is the life I'm accustomed to. I've been living this life for how many fucking years? You Sucks know? to suck, man. Uh, yeah. And sometimes so, shit happens. Yeah. And so her kids basically said that and they were like, well, I don't want you to get, I don't, it, there was some like turmoil for a couple months after Clem passed away yeah. and there were lawsuits involved. But in the end, according to her kids, they always talked and like I said, a couple months of turmoil, but for the most part, she was always like, this is nothing personal. This is strictly like, you know, I got to survive kind of thing. Like she still, one of the properties was fully paid off and the other two weren't. So she didn't have any way to pay the mortgage or anything like that. But you need one property feasibly. Yeah, yeah. You don't need You could both. sell the other two. You could. And use that money. You could. You don't need $15,000 to live, even yeah. in San Diego, a month. You could get mm, 4000 But her children could throw her, like, $6 million and they could 
They could, but if the they choose not to, that's their fucking choice. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But so they were going through a lawsuit for all that. Yeah. But would you ever sue your kids for that? I don't. I don't know. I'd be pissed if my kids didn't help me though, because that's the family I come from. Is like you take care of your parents, you take care of mom. Yeah, but they raised those kids, so you reap what you sow. There's well, yeah, that's why. That's that why the kids are. I would be mad. But that's because that's where I come from. I yeah. don't know what kind of fucking... It's confusing. This whole story, for the record, is very confusing. Yeah. Um, and I don't know who's telling the truth. So, uh, like I said, it's fuzzy, but they weren't together. Clem and Dia were not together in 2018 because in 2016, so two years before Clem passed, Dia had met a man online by the name of Keith Harper. Okay. What's up, Keith? What's up, Keith? So Keith was a 72-year-old man. What? Yeah. How old is she? She's like in her 60s, early 60s. Okay. okay. So he's like 10 years older than her, but still an older man. Okay. Um, I thought she was going to be like a 40s, and I was like, hold on. God damn. What kind of relationship we going for here? No, no, no. She's in her early 60s. He's in his early 70s. They meet online, and the couple start dating right away. It's like fast and hard relationship. They fall in love, and within 60 days of meeting Keith, he had moved in with Dia on the... 117-acre land. Okay, that's fast. So special, Keith. What's going on here? (laughs) So Keith says that the lawsuit between Dia and her kids really caused a lot of stress and strife on her life and that she was really upset with her children, specifically Clinton. Mm -hmm. And like I said, her kids say there was a period of time where there was turmoil, but that they had always talked that they always understood, you know, like, this is strictly business kind of thing. Like, like I'm not mad at you. I just want, want some money. And your yeah. dad had a lot of fucking money, so I'm going to go after it. And the kids are probably like what you said. Like, mm, sucks to suck. You signed that prenup. Yeah. Which, is it right? I don't know. It depends on who you talk to. I don't know the whole fucking story. But maybe they were raised by a nanny. Maybe they didn't really, you know. Maybe. Who fucking Maybe knows? she raised them to fucking watch out for yourself and no one else. Yeah. But if you talk to Keith, Keith is like, oh, you know, really going hard on the kids. Like, those spoiled brats, they should take care of their moms, you know? Well, and, yeah, from the outside looking in, yeah. it is that way. But yeah. also. And he says it caused her a lot of strife. But the kids are like, I mean, sure, it did for a couple months, but, like, we were still talking. Yeah. <laughs> like, it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. It wasn't like we weren't a family anymore. Yeah. They had reconciled, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, I know. In June, <laughs> do you? In June of 2019, Dia and Keith got engaged while on a hike. Aww. So now she's engaged. A seventy-something-year-old man is hiking. <laughs> I guess shit. this guy's real active. So uh, she's like living her life on her ranch. Engaged. She's engaged. A allegedly, not that close with her children. Going through some shit. Okay. So cut to Sunday, June sixth, 2020. Oh, at 9 a.m. Recent. Very recent. Dia is seen on her neighbor's ring camera, mm-hmm. and she's bringing her terminally ill neighbor, she's got cancer, um, a Bummer. box of cinnamon rolls. Cute. I know. So I guess the neighbor had been craving cinnamon rolls, and Dia was like, I got you, girl. And she woke up early that morning and baked her neighbor fresh fucking cinnamon rolls and brought them to the house and, like, left them on the front porch for her neighbor. Wow. And there's ring evidence of this, okay? okay. So 9 a.m. Okay. Uh, she God, then, damn, I'd like her as a neighbor. Right. I'm craving some cinnamon rolls, too. No, and everything, ex- like, describes Dia as, like, this 
sweet, innocent gal. <laughs> just a gal. Who's just about like, town. Loves nature, loves people. She was always doing like random acts of kindness, like was a really good person. That's how everybody describes her. Hmm. Okay. So it sounds like the perfect person to get taken advantage of is what I'm telling you. It sounds like it. Also that morning, Dia had messaged her friend um, and also a neighbor who goes by Diane Fetter. And allegedly Diane Fetter was also a ex-secret service agent, <laughs> interestingly enough. Okay. But anyway, so she messages her on Facebook and asks about a window washer, like looking for a recommendation. And so Diane had like messaged her back. So they're having a correspondence. Mm-hmm. And then Keith says that at, later in the day at about 2 p.m., Keith and Dia had met up at the home on the ranch and they have lunch together till about 2.30 And then Dia kept saying that he wanted to talk to her about something, and he had plans to go mow the meadow, which is like 100 yards away from the main ranch. He's like, I got to go. Who wanted to talk to who? Dia wanted to talk to Keith. Okay. And And he was like, I got to mow the meadow. I got to mow the meadow. I'm busy. You're going to have to wait. Yeah, we'll talk about it after I mow the meadow. Now, Keith and Dia were going to go to Colorado the next day, so they had a big trip planned, all the shit. And he's like, I got to get this chore done before the sun goes down. It's going to take me a long time to mow the meadow. Let's talk about it after I get done. Okay. It's 2020. You can just call him on a Bluetooth headset, talk to him while he's fucking tractoring around. Honestly, what a dick. I'd be like, no, you're going to fucking talk to me. I'll take two seconds. Yeah. You can wait for a minute. Also, if the sun goes down, what, you just forget where you live? Also, we'll mow the meadow when we get back. Like, who fucking cares? Did you miss a patch? Let the sheep eat it. Heaven fucking forbid. Yeah, it sounds like a fucking typical guy move, though. You Mm -hmm. know, like, I I don't have time to talk right now. I got to fucking plug in this toaster. You don't even know. It doesn't even have a safety prong. (laughs) A ground. I don't know what the hell they're called. Anyway, okay. Dia was like, okay, you go mow the meadow. I am going to go to a property nearby. I don't know if it was all connected or what, but, like, she had... I'm going to the south property. Yeah, exactly. She had three properties. The one she's on, it was, like, called Bonita Ranch or something like that. And then... I feel Bonita. (laughs) And then there was another one called toolbox they called it toolbox property okay and that's where they had horses so she was like i'm gonna go down to the toolbox property and i'm gonna rein in the horses for the night that was her plan okay which was about five miles away from where they had lunch at the ranch home i got a lot of this information from a deposition that keith gives Mm. and (laughs) foreshadowing (laughs) and when asked in the deposition like what was it that dia wanted to talk to you about Like, why did she want to talk to you? And he kept saying, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, we never got to talk about it. And then later in the deposition, he says that they were actually leaving for Colorado because Dia was afraid that Clinton, her son, had a hit out on for her life. Like, to kill her to get her inheritance. What? To get the property. Like, it's not even like she's got the fucking money. Uh, Right? You can have it when I die, but, like, you can take it now. And then I guess, according to Clinton, he says, like, Mom always said the property was for the family and for the kids and everything. Like, I wasn't trying to take her property. And literally all she has at this point in the story, right, is the property because they have the whole fucking trust. Yeah. So to me, it doesn't seem like there's much of a motive. But Keith is saying that they were afraid, that Dia was afraid for her life. And that she told six of her friends. Six of them. Six, very specifically. Six of her friends that she was afraid for her life and that she thought somebody was out to kill her to get her 
uh, money, her yeah. things, right? Yeah. And she said that if anything were to ever happen to me, don't let my children in my house. They're going to take all my stuff and sell it, like whatever. Which Who also cares? Like, You're dead. I, that's another thing that I'm like, this is kind of weird. So Keith is saying. You can pry it from my cold dead hands. Yeah. So Keith is saying like, okay, well, we were packing up to leave for Colorado tomorrow because we wanted to get Dia out of here because we didn't want anything bad to happen to her. He also says that he urged and encouraged Dia to write these handwritten letters saying that she feared for her life. This is like two weeks before she goes missing. That missing? She, uh, well, oh. I don't even know if she's missing yet, okay? okay? She just went to the property. I'm sorry. I kind of gave away a little piece of the story, but spoiler alert, she's going to go missing. So uh, two weeks before this incident happens. Mm-hmm. How about that? <laughs> two weeks before this day. This day that we're talking about. Uh, she... She writes a handwritten letter saying that she fears for her life, whatever she signs it. Keith says he encouraged her to write that and to turn it into the to the Riverside police mm-hmm. so that they could do something about it, but that she never wanted to turn it in because she thought that nobody would believe her. Okay. Weird, right? Yeah. But uh, conveniently, he has this note written in yeah. her hand. Yeah. Also, I'm definitely going off the cuff, so this is going to be hard to catch up. Get back on your cuff. Also, no, I'm going with it because oh, okay. it flows better than probably what I wrote. Also, it just so happens that two weeks before this day, she had made a handwritten amendment to her trust mm-hmm. saying that Leaving Keith, everything to Keith Harper That's not suspicious. gets everything and her kids get nothing. Uh, again, all she has is the fucking property. Mm-hmm. So this is coming from Keith in a deposition. He's saying, oh, my God, we so feared for her life. We were going to go to Colorado. But when Dia wanted to talk to him about something important. He doesn't make the fucking two-second time. I gotta mow the fucking meadow. I'm busy right now. And then later in the deposition, he says, oh, it was about Clinton possibly killing her. Like, and oh, I'm yeah, like, I, knew what it, I knew what it was. But, like, listen, that I'm can busy. wait. A hit? That can wait. I'm busy. Yeah, I gotta mow the meadow. What the fuck? Uh, yeah. Uh, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay, so then Keith says that he mows the lawn, the meadow, for about five fucking hours. <laughs> it, literally, it literally is five hours. And then 7.30 p.m. that night, he goes into the house for the night, right? And yeah. he's going to go talk to Dia. And Dia's not there. So <gasps> he calls her cell phone. And then he hears it ringing upstairs. And he's like, oh, maybe she's upstairs. So he goes upstairs and he sees that her cell phone is still plugged into the bedside table, like the nightstand. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, that's weird. Like, she did say she was going to go down to Toolbox Ranch to rein in the horses, but I didn't see her leave the property. And where he was mowing the meadow, there's no way somebody could have come in or left without him seeing. Mm -hmm. And her truck was still there. Now, this truck was actually parked behind the house, almost like it was hidden or something, because I guess recently in this whole lawsuit with her children, the truck was supposed to go to the kids. Like, that's part of the dad's estate or whatever, but it was literally her only means of transportation. So she was like, you're not hiding it from the kids. Yeah, which I don't know if the kids even fucking cared. Maybe they did. I don't really know the details. But allegedly, it was parked around back, and um, nobody had used it. Keith would have seen her leave. Like, she just fucking up and disappeared. Okay. So then he gets kind of worried, and he's like, well, maybe somehow she got to Toolbox Ranch, and I didn't know that. Five miles away. Exactly. And she got hurt, and she needs help. hmm So he decides to call a neighbor who used to live close to the Toolbox property, who also happens to be an ex-highway patrol hmm. person or something like that. And his intention was to call the neighbor to see if he had somehow had some sort of intel on, like, did anybody call saying that they were hurt and needed help or, like, taken to the hospital or an accident on a farm 
or something like that. Mm-hmm. Even though he swears he didn't see her leave. But he's like, maybe she got hurt somewhere. I'm concerned about her. So he calls the neighbor and is like, hey, has there been a call about anybody getting hurt? And the neighbor was like, not that I know of. And he was like, okay, well, Dia's missing. And he's the neighbor, the ex highway patrolman was like oh well don't worry about calling the cops because they won't do anything until she's missing for three days that's keith's account good advice bro so keith is like well what's the point in calling the cops so he goes down to toolbox property he doesn't find her he kind of pokes around a little bit whatever and then he goes back home and he goes to sleep you're gonna fucking tell me (laughs) that your wife fiance fiance has a hit out on her life Mm mm-hmm so much so that you're going to leave the next fucking morning to skip town, mm-hmm. to hide her. You're so scared. To keep her safe. Mm-hmm. And girl goes missing. Mm-hmm. Without her vehicle. Without her vehicle. Or phone. Or phone. She's just, poof, gone. And you're like, I'm going to go to bed. I'll talk to her in the morning. <laughs> I'm going to go to bed. Because he goes home and he goes to bed. She'll uh, find her way back. She found her way out. She'll find her way back. You yeah. Know? Everything's You know fine. how that works? <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. Hey, Keith, you're looking a little suspicious. Keith looks so fucking dirty in all of this. And I mean, listen, this is my personal opinion, but I watched the deposition and he gets heated a couple times. So homie's got an attitude. Ooh. Well, but also like a, a old man, too. Like, yeah. But if someone's badgering you about like, what do you know? And you're like, I fucking told you everything. Yeah. yeah I might get heated, too. This guy's asking basic questions. Like, and where anytime, was your wife? <laughs> anytime. Time the lawyer asks Keith about the children and the trust or whatever, he gets so mad. And it's like, this isn't your shit to deal Like, why? Like, it's not even your problem. It's, yeah. Why are, yeah, what's going on here? Why are you so invested in someone else's money, Keith? Exactly. Okay. So the following morning, he wakes up. Dia's still missing. And that's when he starts to call around to friends and family, finally, the next day. Mm-hmm. He calls the highway patrol guy back, mm-hmm. the neighbor, and that guy advises him at this point, like, you should call the sheriff now. Even though the day before he said, you don't want to do anything for three days. But now he's calling the sheriff. Okay. So the sheriff tells Keith, allegedly, that they're not going to do anything until three days passes. <laughs> okay. That's what Keith You says. can mark that I've called. Right. So Dia also owned another property, like I said, she owned three, and the other property was called Sky High. But Keith never checked that property because he says that she would have no reason to go there. Now, I found out that somebody else was renting that property, and that's the only way that she had any kind of income outside of her trust, Mm. was that she was making money off his rental property. And we later find out, after they go searching for Dia on this property, that they were growing. There was a whole fucking operation of pot growing going on. They seized 2,300 plants. (laughs) 2,300? Yeah. And God allegedly, damn. according to Diane Fetter, her friend, allegedly Dia had found out that they were growing weed there and she confronted them. Oh. So we all know, I don't know if you guys have seen Murder Mountain, but uh-huh, like, uh-huh. especially in the 2020s, was it legal yet? I think so. Oh. Well, you know, right around there, that shit was like. If you go to any, like, illegal farming place, it's real dangerous. Yeah. It's still, you have to have, like, regulations and shit for it, so. It's still pretty dangerous. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if these people weren't, you know, doing legal. it by the books and legal and they stuff, weren't. then maybe they're pretty kind of sketchy. people. Yeah. Yeah. And also, even now, like, it's legal, but you, I don't think you can have 2,000 plants. No. Like, and you it's can have six. really hard to get licensed. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, it costs a lot of money. So, yeah. anyway. Okay. 
After not getting any support from the sheriff or anything, the family and friends start to organize a three-day search party on her property. And there's like 23 to 27 people that roll into her property and they're looking 23 to 27? Those are two very random numbers. That's what Keith said in the deposition. 23 to 27. Yeah. Not 25 to 30. I don't know. Like, let's fucking ballpark it at 25. I don't know. Weird. So Diane Fetter was among some of those people that were part of that search party. Mm -hmm. And because she was a Secret Service agent or whatever, Keith left her in charge of organizing the search party for her. Okay. According to Keith, Diane and Keith had met on Memorial Day that year. And Diane would play bunko with Dia regularly. Like, Dia had a bunko group. So that's how Diane fits into the picture. Fun. Keith had asked Diane to stay on the property the day after Dia had gone missing. So, like, they organized the search party. He's like, hey, Diane, can you stay on the property? Because there's a bunch of shit that needs to go down. Can you stay here and help me? Mm -hmm. And Diane agrees. Now, both Keith and Diane say that she stayed in a guest house on the property. Okay. There's like five cabins on it or something. Would like you that. stay on a guest house in a guest cabin? Not where somebody went fucking missing by myself. Uh-uh. Yeah, where I'd be somebody like, just went missing. I'll come back in the morning. No thanks. No thanks. I well, don't need to be here overnight, spoiler- especially with someone who you might think is shady or might not. I don't right? know. Spoiler alert: There is rumor that Keith and Diane were actually like hooking up, having uh. an affair. And also, interestingly enough, the two weeks prior when Keith was called as the primary like fucking next to kin on her trust Mm -hmm. power of attorney that's what it's called uh diane was named second power of attorney that's weird right right it's super weird and by the way this is like a hand amended part of her fucking shit but it's in her handwriting that scares me i guess according to keith it is but who who their kids would know. Yeah. I don't know that part, though. Like, yeah. I only know his deposition and then, like, what the kids say in an interview. And actually, the daughter doesn't say shit in an interview. It's Clinton that comes out and says shit at this point. Yeah. So, Diane says that she had only stayed the night on the ranch two times, and both times no one else was on the ranch. Now, Keith is saying she only stayed once, and he was on the ranch that night, too, but he slept in the house. She slept in a cabin. So, somebody's fucking lying. Yeah. About something dumb. Yeah. Like, But I'm if you're already- lying about something dumb... I'm already not believing you guys. Yeah, what are you hiding that's big? Yeah, I definitely don't believe Keith. Yeah. like, what's up with Diane? That's kind of weird. Yeah. Diane says that Dia herself told her that if anything happened to her to not let her children into the home because they would come and steal everything and sell it or whatever. So this is coming from Diane's mouth, her alleged really close friend. Mm -hmm. So close that she put her name as the second to her fucking stuff. I can't imagine being so upset with my kids. That I would sue them and then take them off my, like, I property either. will, all of it. I can't either. I mean, maybe if it got real ugly, but you're saying it wasn't ugly and they still that talked. According to Clinton, it wasn't. According to Keith, it was. But I already don't believe Keith. Yeah, yeah. And I am going to tell you my theory right now is that Keith came in and took advantage of Dia. Yeah, it sounds pretty obvious. Yeah. And I feel so bad for the whole family. Anyway, okay, so back to this Colorado trip that they were supposed to take. The day Dia went missing was a Saturday. Sunday morning, they wake up. They have a whole search party. Diane stays the night. Monday morning, Keith is like, I've got a road trip to take. <laughs> I can't stick around here look, looking for Dia. I got places to be. I packed this whole RV up. I got to go on this road trip that was solely meant to keep her safe. Yeah. But I'm going to go without her. And he said, he said, I got meetings I can't miss. Meetings. Meetings. What does this motherfucker do? So here's the thing. He owned 
some land in Arizona that's part of, like, Joshua Tree or some shit. It's out mm-hmm. in the middle of fucking nowhere. Mm-hmm. It's got, like, 60 acres of land or some shit, and it comes up to a cliffside. Okay. Okay. So that's one thing he could be doing. Mm-hmm. Wink, wink. Mm-hmm. Is she in the RV this whole time? He all... I fucking think so, but we don't know. He also owns some storage company or some shit in New Mexico, which you would take Arizona, New Mexico to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Also, I found out in Colorado, he owned like an ATV touring company, which I'm going to tell you about later. Okay. So allegedly, him having meetings wouldn't be that far-fetched because he had businesses. But I would think that your main priority of business would be finding your fiance. Yeah, cancel my meetings. I'm busy. I've got something to do. So he takes this road trip across the fucking country. Well, a quarter of the country. (laughs) And uh, leaves everybody else to find Dia. He's the last person to see her alive. Okay, you guys got this handled? And the police come in on Monday and they do a three-day search of everything. And nobody's there to tell them they can't go through anything. In this search party. It's never the party you want, you know? <laughs> Nobody wants that fucking party. So while Keith is off on his little road trip, the yeah. police come in and they raid the place. He argues it's not a raid in the deposition, but it's a raid. And Who argues? Keith. Because the, the lawyer says, okay, so the police come. Actually, maybe it wasn't in the deposition. It was in an interview with a, like, news anchor person. Yeah. A journalist was the word I was looking for. Uh, but they're like, okay, so the police come in and raid the place. And he goes, it wasn't a raid. Okay. It was a raid. It was a raid. Sounds uh, like a raid. That's when they found the handwritten notes by Dia. Mm-hmm. And they had found, like, they took a tan sheet that had blood on it. They took. Who has tan sheets? I don't know. They took a, um, maybe it was like that Tuscany style. You know, Ugh, it was a ranch. Tuscan trauma. <laughs> yeah. Nope, don't do that. Don't touch your eye. Didn't. I stopped. Yeah, you did. Good job. Uh, They also took, like, a Band-Aid out of the trash and, like, some tissues that had blood on it. And they got some other random shit. I don't really fucking know. Like, computers, stuff like that. Yeah. All while Keith is out. Also, I should mention that Clinton shows up the day that he knows his mom is missing at the ranch. So this would be Sunday Mm -hmm. when Keith starts calling around. He never calls Clinton. And when they ask, like, why didn't you call Clinton? He was like, I just don't want to get involved with that. Like, okay, fucking sick. You don't want to tell her fucking family? So I think it was Diane Fetter or, like, a friend told Clinton, like, hey, your mom's missing. Have you seen her? So he shows up at the ranch, and that's the first time he meets Keith. Ooh. He's like, who are you? And Keith is like, I'm your mom's fiance. And Clinton's what? like, the fuck you are? Like, my mom would have told me if she was engaged. And yeah. allegedly they had been engaged for two years. And Clinton had never heard of Keith before. What? In two years? Like, that was before they were fighting and all that. Well, the dad died in 2018. Allegedly they were dating in or 2016, I said. Yeah. So that'd be longer than two years. That'd be four years. Maybe they were dating for two engaged for two maybe but you'd think that clinton would know about this yeah she would have mentioned him yeah and then clinton says i've never met the guy keith says that he met clinton before oh on like two occasions or some shit like that so who the fuck is telling the truth and why would clinton lie about that yeah but he's like over here like you are not engaged to my mom why are you on the property where is my mom what's happening right like this is all fucking who the fuck are you yeah Yeah, exactly and then he just fucking leaves so clinton's probably like oh great at least he's gone (laughs) yeah (laughs) this fucking weirdo out of here and he said clinton says that keith was being really shifty 
and not giving like clear answers about his mom, which yeah. I could see because in the deposition, he tries to evade every question. Really? And then eventually answers it kind of irritated. Mm-hmm. And then gives a lot of detail and blames it on the kids. So like anytime he can. Yeah. So pretty fucking shifty if you ask me. I'm asking. <laughs> you should be. So Clinton's perspective like in all the interviews he was giving, he's saying he believes that his mother was murdered and he doesn't believe that she intentionally disappeared for any reason. Mm-hmm. He also thinks that there are other individuals that are responsible for her, his mother's disappearance and not just Keith. Like he doesn't think that Keith could have done this on his own. But he never says those other individuals. But I'm wondering if it's Diane Fetter. Yeah. If they're in it together. I feel like I've heard her name before. I feel like I have too. And every time you say it, I'm like, who the fuck is that? Actually, Dia looks very familiar too. Really? Yeah. I wonder if we heard about all this. Maybe. And like, just did, didn't click, you know? Yeah, like what was going on. Yeah. Could be. So her son stayed really quiet at first through all the investigation and everything. Because just so you know, spoiler alert, this isn't solved. Like, <laughs> we don't know where Dia is. Okay. Oh, no. I'm going to tell you all the shifty, shady shit that's happening yeah. with everything now that she's gone. So Clinton thinks that she's murdered. There's no way, like, th- yeah. there's no way Keith could have done this on his own, but definitely it was for her property and shit. Like, clearly, yeah. that was the motive here. It's over 100 acres or whatever yeah, in, in California. Yeah, exactly. Uh, her son stayed quiet and was trying to let the police do their shit, but then nothing ever happened, so... At a certain point, he had to say something or do yeah, something. Yeah, he started coming out, like, a couple months after his mom's disappearance, and he started doing interviews and shit. Now, yeah. Keith, he says, even in an interview and shit, and in the deposition, he says, like, oh, I'm ex-police force, like, I'm ex-whatever. Like, Who I, says this? Keith. Okay. Like, oh, I, I'm ex-law enforcement, I think is what he says. Uh-huh. And so Clinton's like, oh, he definitely paid off the Riverside police to not investigate him. That's what I really think is happening. And that's why I don't think anything's happening on this case. Now, in the deposition, when Keith is like pressed, like, okay, ex-law enforcement, what does that mean? What did you do? Yeah. And he finally comes out and says, well, I was a parole officer. Oh, and so close. Also, I did like d- drug enforcement stuff. So I'm like, okay, not to downplay that. That's really cool. I guess you're still ex law enforcement but he tries to make it sound like he like has better connections or like really trustworthy when it's like you were a fucking you just made sure people checked in on time (laughs) like well yeah yeah like you weren't like i mean a cop like you don't have super inside connections yeah i mean maybe you do because you seem pretty snaky but like okay like chill it's one of those people that says things in a way that makes you believe something but they do it without actually saying the words yeah so that technically they're not lying to you and whatever you think from that is your own deal that was his whole deposition Mm, was like that that's pretty fucking shady also on that same note and i'll go into this a little further but he has this atv company right i had looked it up online because it's still active. I don't know if he's the owner anymore, but like it's still active online. And the website looks so flashy and so cool. And I kept thinking, all right. So Nobody what I- this cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, so what I know from this guy so far, there's no way that this is real. So I started thinking like, okay, these are definitely stock photos, like 100%. <gasps> and then I started reading the blurbs. And the blurbs, if you actually read them, there's like typos. And it sounds so grand, grand, grandois. 
grandiose, where it's like, we're rated number one in the country. And so I started Googling that and all of this shit popped up that it was like, this is the shadiest motherfucking place ever. Don't go here. Oh, no. Yeah, like you have mixed reviews. Like some people are like, oh, it's great because they literally just give you like keys to an ATV and they're like, go have fun. There's no actual tours and shit happening. Oh. Yeah. Or if they are, they're really janky. So some people like that. Some people are like, yay, that was so adventurous and fun. But yeah. like other people are like, I've never been on an ATV before. Can and, I get like a rundown? And they didn't. They just gave them the keys and they're like, good luck. And then they send them on this trail that's very dangerous for beginners. Oh, geez. So it's all shady. Yeah. And I'm going to touch more on that later. But just to kind of go off of like, the guy just fucking lies his whole life. Yeah. He just, But without lying. Yeah, yeah. Fully. At least from what I saw. Rated number one. My mom said I'm the best. That's right. Oh, you know what? I mixed that up because I wrote Keith thinks that Clinton paid off the Riverside police. Oh. I don't know how Clinton would have the inside scoop. In my mind, it was Keith. Sorry for that misinformation. So Keith thinks that Clinton paid off the Riverside police so that Clinton could get away with killing his mom and hiding her body and all that shit. Uh Uh-huh. So that Clinton could have her property. My Uh bad for mixing that up. Either which way, everybody's pointing fingers at each other. Yeah. Keith's pointing at the kids. The kids are pointing it at Keith. It's a fucking clusterfuck. Nobody knows what happened. And there's no clues as to where Dia went. Yeah. Also, about 30 minutes into the deposition, Keith gets, like, super fired up at the lawyer when he asks about Dia's financial status. And he goes into a whole rant about how Dia was in, like, extreme financial stress and that her son and daughter didn't, like, give her any money from the trust. And, like, he gets fucking passionate. But to the point where you're, like... Like, like, why are you so invested in this? I can tell you have anger issues. Oh, no. You know, like, you know when people kind of, like... Go yeah. off. And you're like, Jesus, you just showed me a little part of you. Yeah. So allegedly, and actually her 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 kids end up like suing Keith because he becomes the owner of the property of the ranch. And because of the handwritten amended because fucking thing? of that. Is that gets, legal? I guess. Oh my god. Maybe it was notarized. I don't fucking know. But either which way, he gets the property to the ranch and um her fucking income from the rental property. And since the day that she went missing, none of the mortgages were paid on the two properties that had a mortgage. They never got paid. Now, allegedly, Diane Fetter says, I pay them every month. Like, I am responsible for her money. And so I consult with Keith and some of her friends to make sure that we're doing what Dia would want with her money. And I make sure those mortgages get paid every month. Well, the thing is, is that the mortgage letters still get mailed to Clem, even though he's passed away, oh. which get forwarded to Clinton. So Clinton has all of the invoices that say that this hasn't been paid yeah. in months. And she's so. out here saying that she's paying it? Yeah. She swears she's paying it. Hmm. Well, that'd be easy to track, right? Like, okay, it's coming from her account. Let's looks, check it. Yeah, it yeah. looks like it's never come out. But that's not public knowledge. Yeah. I'm just telling you what's shared with interviews. Hmm. Diane Fetter says she's cutting checks every month and paying the mortgage. Maybe it's Kevin Fetterline. <laughs> Diane Fetter. Every Maybe. time I'm like. Maybe that's what it is. Keith also mentions in this deposition that Dia had had back surgery. I guess she got an injury or something like that somehow. She had had back surgery and that her kids couldn't be bothered to take her to surgery. So she had to ask a neighbor to drive her. And this fucking lawyer was sharp. He's like, so where were you? And he was like, oh, I had very important business out of out of town. I couldn't go anywhere else. 
So, like, he couldn't drive her, but, you know, it's the kid's fault. Yeah, yeah. And so, allegedly... They're the ones in the wrong here. Yeah, not him. Don't not his fiancé, or not her fiancé. Yeah. And so, Keith says that after she came out of surgery, Dia suspects that Clinton, who was the only relative to visit her, which I think is commendable, but okay. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, like, how sweet. Thank you But for coming. Dia, according to Keith, Dia says that she thinks that Clinton slipped her some sort of medicine and it made her go into a coma for a couple days after her surgery. Did it really? She did go. Or did something? I guess she went into a coma. I don't know. Again, this is all Keith and I don't have like fucking medical records, you know? Yeah. So allegedly she goes into this coma for a couple days. When she comes out, she tells the doctor that she's worried that her son poisoned her. And the doctor is like, well, it's been three days. So anything that would be in your system is gone now. So we're not going to test for it. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. I'm gonna also, can we talk to that doctor? Yeah, I have questions. Did she say that? Did that happen? Yeah. Was she in a coma? Yeah. Like, what the what fuck? caused the coma? And I guess she would take pain meds for this back pain all the time. Like, it was chronic back pain. The surgery didn't help. I don't oh, know no. how she hurt her That back. sounds terrible. Yeah, like, really awful. But he says that she never took a lot of her meds and that she was never, like, fucking gorked out of her mind on them or anything like yeah. that. So, like, no suspicion, uh, according to Keith, of, like, overdosing on meds. Okay. So, also, I can't fucking believe that you're like, anyway, she almost died from this and you couldn't be bothered to come back to be by your fiancé's side because you had meetings. Like, from Keith's perspective. Yeah. Like, Like, not only did he not drive her to the surgery and bring her home and make sure that he didn't have anything during that time. It's back surgery. You know when you're going to get it. Yeah, you probably planned it. You can fucking schedule that shit. But also, you know she's dying and in a coma. Possibly. Anyway. Well, you really got to take this meeting. Should we get another ATV? Like, I'm thinking he poisoned her before she went in or something. And then he's like, check out fucking. Gotta leave. Gotta leave town. He seems to have poisoned her. Did you check for poisons? I need an alibi. Sorry, this jumps around a lot. There's so much going on in the story. So, like I said, Keith did take that RV on that trip, right? Yeah. And he goes, two days after she goes missing, drives it through all over the fucking places that he could hide a body. And. Even though she was still missing. And Keith, like I said, owns property off in Arizona next to some cliffs that you could easily chuck a body off of. Hmm. And that he had visited in May of that year. So like a month prior to her going missing. Maybe Mm -hmm. he was scouting out a place to dump a body. So they sent like a year after her being missing or something. They sent a team with a drone out there to go look. But I guess it's like really hard to see anything. And what would you be seeing? You'd be seeing bones? At that point, it's a year later. Yeah. yeah if you don't find clothing or something. But if they... Exactly. Hmm. There's speculation that he went on this RV trip it, to Colorado solo so that uh, he could like, you know, dispose of Dia's body. That's what we're all thinking. Like she was hidden in the RV or put in the RV or something. And then he goes on this trip and gets rid of her. Yeah. And it's only two days after she went missing. Yeah. Like he was there for Sunday and then he was like, anyway, I'm out. Yeah, exactly. Left Monday morning. It also turns out, interestingly enough, that Keith has quite the criminal history. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. What kind of criminal? In 2000, he was charged with domestic violence assault in Colorado. Also a kidnapping charge, but I don't think it was like... Like, that part got dropped because he, like, pled guilty or some shit. Oh my God. So he got a lesser charge. 
In 2011, he was charged with unlawful sexual contact for groping two women during a snowmobile tour, and he was ordered to register as a sex offender. Now, this is the tour that he was giving on his Colorado property. So, like, in the winter months, he would do snowmobile tours, and in the summer months, it'd be ATVs and, like, whitewater rafting and shit. Mm-hmm. And so, allegedly, two of his patrons, he groped. So much so, allegedly, that he was found guilty of it. Yeah. He says that it was an emergency and he had to, like, reach across and, like, get a hold of the machine. Otherwise, they would have crashed. And it, it wasn't, like, intentional. But Maybe, I call like, bullshit. arm across their boob? I guess. Like, I don't what? know. How but do like, you... But you're not going to go you, through all of that as a chick for yeah. just to graze across the tits. We've all been unintentionally gross. Yeah. This guy is fucking shady, though. I would be uncomfortable with him. Mm. And he had to register as a sex offender. Would you? No. Be I should. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. yeah. Uh, in hindsight, yes. <laughs> if he had an ATV, no. <laughs> We're yeah, going I'd on I'd be it. on that instantly. <laughs> and I'd be like, well, let's fucking go. I trust you with my life. Quiet down, inner voice. <laughs> <laughs> you're being too loud. <laughs> trying to stop my fun. <laughs> in 2013, he was arrested for unlawfully operating ATV tours on U.S. forest land, and he spent four months in custody for this. Oh, shit. Now, what he would do was he had this little hut or property or whatever yeah. where he had all his little ATVs and shit that he would rent out to people, and he would tell them, like, go on that public trail over there and go ride wherever the fuck you want. It's not like he had a private trail that he was selling or anything like that. It's kind of a scam. Yeah. That, like, from the outside, whatever is fine. But from the inside, you're like, you can't fucking do that. Why? Because it, it's U.S. forested land or whatever. Oh, but if it's a public trail, you don't have to know. ride ATVs on it? I don't know. He was making money off of it. I guess that's the illegal part. I don't know. He got, I he mean, spent four he, years in custody, four years, four months in custody for it. So. Yeah. I bet maybe there's something illegal like, about it, but I just, I thought you could just Maybe it's an ATV trail, but like a hiking trail. Mm, I don't fucking know. Maybe. I don't know the deets. But I do know motherfucker shady. Shady. He's shady. So um, it gets stranger. Now, Keith owns the ranch, right? Yeah. He's living on the ranch, living his best life, not paying the fucking mortgage, but getting by. Yeah. And he gets a new ranch manager. Ah, a ranch hand. A ranch hand. And this is a woman by the name of Joni Newkirk. Mm-hmm. Well... On December 23rd, 2021, mm -hmm. the police get a call from Keith that there had been an ATV rollover on the property. Uh-oh. And that Jody had been killed in the <gasps> rollover. That's suspicious. Oh, no. As investigators looked into her death, they soon found a bunch of letters and journal entries from Jody. Oh, where she also... Fucking left everything to him? <laughs> no, because she didn't have anything. She was living on the ranch with him. Okay. But she was talking about her and Keith, how they were actually in a relationship. So she was, like, in love with Keith. Oh, no. And she would write letters to Dia talking about how she can't wait for Dia to come home. So ran Keith must have been telling her about Dia, like, oh, my fiance Dia. And the whole time Jody's like, oh, my gosh, Dia, I hope you like me. I really believe you're going to come home. I can't wait to meet you. And she also would write about arguments that her and Keith had gotten into. And from what I gather, essentially it sounds like Jody was, like, head over heels for Keith. And Keith was probably just using her for, like, bone help. and ranch help. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ew, so wow. Jody's death was flagged as suspicious. I'm sure she found out too much. Yeah. And so he offed her. Um, How did she die? They don't give a cause of death. It's been sealed. Oh. Because it's an active investigation. <gasps> Oh. In 2021. Oh, my God. How do we not have enough evidence against this motherfucker yet? Right? I have questions. 
there must be some fishy shit. So, Keith still has not been charged for any crimes. All right? Yeah. And in May of 2022, Keith petitioned to have his name removed from the sex offenders list for that groping charge. And he, did, he didn't get that approved. They were like, nah, you got to go through your fucking 10 years or whatever. Yeah, no, nah, man, you're a groper. Go. Exactly. Gross so, groper. So his ATV tour thing, um, it's in Durango, Colorado. And it's called Outlaw River and Jeep Tours. I don't know if he still owns it. Let's see if we get a cease and desist for the shit. <laughs> I don't know. You can go on Yelp and read the reviews yourself. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. Like I said, there's mixed reviews. Some people love it. Some people are like, this shit is shady. You can go back into like, you know, 2011. And I don't know when this guy owned it. It The business is not BBB accredited. So like, <laughs> I don't fucking know. Yeah. Um, it's just a guy with some ATVs. Exactly. Knowing all of this about his background and his shady-ass business that I'm calling a shady-ass business, mm-hmm. this tells me that Keith may have a history of being a bit of a scam artist, and he's given me a lot of red flags, and Dia, being the sweet, nice lady that everybody explains her as, is a perfect target for Keith. Yeah. And then she's like, you know, potential to inherit a lot of money, and maybe he saw that she wasn't going to win the case and just offed her so that he could get the property or some shit. Oh, my God. Can you he- imagine being so fucking driven by money? <sighs> my god it's too much work no right he's a grumpy old man so there you go i guess so what i'm thinking is like if homie owns a place out in colorado with a lot of trails and stuff Mm -hmm. and he owns this property out in arizona and new mexico all this shit he's got a handful of places that he could hide a body and especially those trails in colorado if he spent years of his life running that business before he met dia he probably knows a lot of spots yeah that ain't nobody going to yeah. That he knows about. Or he tells you, people, like, don't go that way, though. It's dangerous. You know? Yeah. Could you imagine, though, driving across the country with, like, a dead body in the car? Or maybe he held her hostage and then killed her lair. I don't know. Well, I want to know why she wrote those changes in her will, too. I was thinking maybe she was being um, forced to. That's like, domestic violence. Yeah. Like, he was like, do it or I'm going to beat the shit out of you. And this is a lot of speculation, but there's one picture they always show of them together sitting at, like, a table, and he's holding a bottle of wine, and he's got, like, fucking chokehold Charlie on her shoulder, Mm. neck area. And again, this is speculation. Looking back at what I know, I think it's, like, An aggressive stance. I hate it. Creepy. I hate it. But what do I know? Again, you know, we're not here for facts. We're here yeah. for wild, wild speculation. Well, and I've seen people that are in nice, loving, committed relationships, and the dude just, like, always holds the back and of her neck. And they love it. Yeah, yeah, and they love it, and you're yeah. like, Ugh. It's usually that age group, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I ain't your fucking property. Don't Ugh. touch me. Oh, my God. Get your fucking hand off my neck. It's hot. Yeah. Ugh. It's sweaty back there, and you're God. making it a fucking beaver tail. Your ham hands. <laughs> Get your ham hands off me. <laughs> you're making it a beaver tail. Oh, God. Okay. In the interview, Diane Fetter, she says, I don't rule out Keith or her children as somebody who could harm her. Okay. But that's not very helpful. Yeah. Uh, Hey, Diane, you paying the fucking mortgage yet? She says she's been paying it the whole time. Oh, also, I didn't really write this down clearly, but... Her property or some shit ended up going into, like, a third-party trust or treasurer or whatever. And so they're using her money to fund a reward for finding her. Like, oh, I think good. they're keeping her, her like, property afloat, too. And then anything extra, they're, like, trying to save up money for a reward to find her. Okay. But he's still living on her property? I don't think Keith is now. I don't really know what Keith's doing now. Maybe he still is. 
I mean, it's kind of a shitty look if you are. Honestly, that man. So Dia's children say, obviously, that they would like to see the ranch go back to them mm-hmm. because it was always meant to stay in the family, according to them. Mm-hmm. Clinton thinks that his mother was kidnapped that Saturday and taken to another location where she was murdered and then disposed of. Oh, Jesus. He thinks that Keith wasn't in it alone, like I said, because he would need help to pull it off. Mm-hmm. And... Lydia Abrams is a 69-year-old white female, approximately 5'5", and 130 pounds, at least in 2020. And she was last seen wearing a black turquoise windbreaker jacket, a yellow shirt, blue jeans, and four rings on her right hand. She has a surgical scar on her abdomen and a scar in her lower back extending from hip to hip, and her ears are pierced, and her nickname is Dia. And if you see her, fucking call your local authority. God damn. But I'm pretty sure she's gone. Yeah. I probably could have kept going on this case forever. Like every corner I turned, there was more stuff. More stuff. More things. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Even right before we met, I went on the Charlie project and I like pulled up her thing to get all everything I ended it with, like so that you would know what she looks like and because she's a missing person. Yeah. And even that gave me way more detail about like the court cases and all that stuff. And I was like, you know, we're just gonna leave it at this because we could go in forever. Ooh. And it's kind of fuzzy to me because I didn't sit down and like map out exactly how everything turned out. It's just like you got some shady dude. You also have kids that like I'm not saying I don't trust them, but it like you're saying, like, God, what kind of family does that to each other? I yeah, guess this money makes seems you like do a, that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a shitty, uh, shitty trait. But if you have a lot of money, like, yeah. also take care of the three of you, man. Also, I had read somewhere, hopefully it's in the sources, that Chris Sarah actually ended up being the sole owner of her father's trust. So Clinton doesn't even have it now. And that she owned the property and things in La Jolla and that there's this like really popular coffee shop that's been there since like the 60s called like Panikin or something like that. Okay. And uh, she upped the rent on them to where they couldn't afford it and so they had to close their doors. And Clinton and everybody in the family, like Clem's sister, so her aunt and everybody was like, don't do that. Like this is almost like family at this point. They've been around for so long. And yeah. Clinton's like, I remember putting a new roof on that building and working on this building. And like, why are you doing that? Yeah. All for money. But Chrisera has never spoken out. Like, I don't know what's going on with her. Maybe it's all through lawyers or something. Yeah. But anyway, that is the last that I have of any of that knowledge. But Jesus, talk about tearing a fucking family apart. No kidding. And their mom is missing. That's really sad. I know. Poor Dia. See, money's not good to have. It's all a fucking construct. It is. It's stupid. It is stupid. Anyway, that's my case. If you want to check out pictures pertaining to it, go to our social media. We're on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. Our handle is at ISGD Podcast. Turns out we're also on threads. <laughs> if you want access to one extra episode every month for as little as $1, you should go join our Patreon. We have tiers there, so you could do $7 and get access to all behind-the-scenes audio or $10 and get access to all behind-the-scenes video, all unedited. So you get us dripping sweat, cussing shit out, checking our phone, hanging out, all the outtakes, Mm -hmm. everything you could ever want. And plus, you get to support your favorite podcast. Or there's a $1. That's the first one I said. You didn't say it. I did. You just weren't listening. You might be right. I'm 100% right. Anyway, if you want to (laughs) also go to our uh, email... If you want to email us, you can do that at isgdpodcast at gmail.com, or you can snail mail us at 
P.O. Box 2764, Spring Valley, California, 91979. Nine. And bye, guys, because it's hot. Bye. <laughs>